Thessalonians. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. Hebrews chapter number 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Pay attention. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, it requires for the people so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he was called by God just as Aaron was. You cannot just start a church because it's a business idea. You would milk and dry up the people because it's a business and you're looking for profit. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Chapter 7 of Hebrews, we have two priesthood here now, Aaronic priesthood and the Melchizedek priesthood or the priesthood of Melchizedek. Now let's look at chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7, I want to see where to start from. Hebrews 7 verse 11. Hebrews 7, 11 and 12. Ready? Read. Therefore, if perfection were through the liftical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron? For priesthood being changed, of necessity, there's also a change of the law, a change of principles, a change of procedure. Do you understand me? The priesthood has changed. But people are clinging to what is obsolete about to pass away and they pass away with it. They suddenly become major in minors and minor in majors and look for what is not lost to confuse the minds of people and say, they want to take your money, that's why they are talking to you about it. 
And someone said to me, I really don't care about tithe. I give much more than tithe to God. Okay. He's watching. He's seeing it. If it is so, you are free. But if you don't do that which is least, who is going to trust you with much more? Now, here is a question. Ironic priesthood, they must come with blood sacrifice all the time. Now, a Melchizedek priesthood, uh, would this, our high priest, have something to offer? Does he need to offer anything after he offered himself? Chapter 8. You are saying no, because you don't know. He does not need to offer blood sacrifice anymore. But he must have something to offer. And I will show you in simple terms. Because if you don't understand this, you think somebody is, 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 is trying to manipulate you to take money out of you. Hello, let it die. Hebrews chapter 8. Now this is the main point. <laughs> K. James said this is the summary of all things. Of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest. Who is seated where? At the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary. And of the true tabernacle with the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer what? Both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. I'm about to take you to a place of death today. So that you die and a new you will arise. So that this one also must have something to offer. Hmm? So what is he going to offer? Who brings the gifts and the sacrifices to ironic priests? The people. Who is going to put anything in the hands of our high priest who is sitting in heaven, something to offer? His own body. It's very simple. Can I tell you why? Revelation chapter 5 says, He was slain to receive seven major things. Give me Revelation chapter 5. Then I looked, verse 11, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, ready read, what is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. He was slain to receive all this. To take it where? He received them to take these seven things where? They gave her so where are they? Did he receive them? Did he take them to heaven? <laughs> heaven is looking for riches. Heaven is looking for power. Heaven is looking for blessing. No. He received them. From the one who stole them from mankind. And they were in his hands. Do you understand me? 
But before he will release it to them, they have to give him something. Oh Lord Jesus. Because you are coming back to constantly put something in his hand to offer the father. And I will explain that to you. Because Jesus is not spending money in heaven. Each time you bring your offering to appropriate places, it takes the honor. And he offers it to God. That's why he's honor the Lord, which is, if I am a father, where is my honor? And those who do not understand that, we go from place to place to demand for honorarium. Without honor. Are you following me? I'm not sure you're following me. Okay, let's, let's take it step by step. He was learned to receive riches. Give me that verse again. They don't know it. He was learned to receive riches. Why does power come before riches? It is he that gives you power to get wealth. If you don't have wealth, you are powerless. It's power outage, power failure. Do you understand? It was learned to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, and glory, and blessing. If you receive something, it's in your hand. Yes, But the Bible says, on his way to heaven, he opened his hands and blessed them. Why did he do it? Because he gave him something before he did it. I will show it to you here, and I will go back in the Old Testament and show it to you how Abraham activated the perpetual flow of the Elshadai anointing in his life beyond his tight. These are things I stopped teaching a long time ago because you are hard of hearing. You see everybody as smart dude. Looking for opportunity to get something from you. What do you have? And if you have anything, has it not been given to you? Luke chapter 24. That was where he opened his hands, lifted up his hands, and blessed them. Luke 24. Verse number 36. Luke 24. Verse 36. Are you there? Now, as they said these things, that the disciples from the, from uh, the road on Emmaus had come back and they were telling them, we have seen the Lord. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had seen a spirit. He said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for his spirit does not have flesh and bones. As you see, I have. When he has said this, he showed them his hands and his feet and did what? Again. But while they still did not believe for joy, and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish 
and some honeycomb and he took it and ate it in the apple. He took from them first before he would lift up his hands to bless them. Let's go further. Luke 24, the same Luke 24. Took the fish from them. <laughs> Do you have any food here? You think he was doing that because he was hungry and where he was coming from, there's no food. The same Luke 24. Now verse 44. Luke 24, 44. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things might be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. I want you to pray to the Father. This open my understanding. Let me know how to walk in this spiritual protocols and principles and processes and procedures. Open my understanding to understand the scriptures so that men will not derail me and defeat me. I will not be wrongly programmed by others against your plan and purpose for my life. Open my understanding to understand the scripture. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's read further. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, thus it is written. And thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you endure with power from all night. And he led them out as far as Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. That's the day he released everything he had. But he first took food from them. And you said, now, I don't really understand this. Well, I've showed you that Abraham was the first to pay tight. Do you agree with that? Did he pay it under the law? Was he paid to ironic priests? Or to anyone in ironic priesthood? Did they demand any tithe from him? If you are not given it willingly and purposefully, if you are given it grudgingly of necessity, you are not given to God. So you're made. Okay? Can you, can you take a little more? The first unique way he gave was he gave time to God. The second unique way, Abraham understood the necessity and the importance of meeting urgent needs. He knew, Abraham knew the importance of meeting urgent needs. Or how do you classify him deploying 318 men of his force trained in his house to quickly go rescue Lord. Lord who did what he did to him. The one who escaped told him your brother has been captured. Instantly he got up. You see these are not things you step aside to go and fast and pray about. This is, this is how we rob ourselves. Eh? I want God to really speak to me about the citadel. You know, because, because you see, we, we, we must test every spirit. If he was waiting to test spirit, Lord is gone. 
Instantly it deployed. I'm going somewhere else. Because I'm talking being your brother's keeper first. And I will show you the material part of it in a second. Did Abraham do it for what he could get? There's so many people in the world, including those on what you call online, online uh, media. They are just as daft as the king of Sodom. They think there are no altruistic people anymore in the world. That whenever you do things for what, for what you can get from it. They don't understand that you can help people without making demands on them. I lift my hands to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. If I've made any demand of any person, I said, before I help you, these are the terms to fulfill. It won't happen to me. And I keep on helping. Now, is it wrong to benefit when you help people? If they come back and say thank you, it's not wrong. Because Abraham did not take from the king of Sodom. So that Lord and king of Sodom, after all, they to the court. But he benefited from defeating other four kings. And it's from there he paid tithe of the spoils. He told the king of Sodom, I didn't do this for what I can get. I've lifted my hand to God, possessor of heaven and earth. Are you with me? But look at how he dispatched his resources at night to meet somebody who had really offended him, if I may say so. Will you do it? Will you not remember the day he said something nasty? Will you not remember the day he really was not kind towards you? Will you not remember the day he maltreated or ill-treated your wife or your child or your husband? I mean, look at, Abraham took this fellow out. And they became so rich that the land could not take them. And then the servants of, of Eli began to create trouble. And Abraham said, we are brethren. Ah, your uncle is calling you brethren. We are brethren. If you want to go east, feel free. Choose first. Just take whatever you want. And he looked at the place he chose. It was well watered. Good for the flock. And he said, it was not but dry land. I'm good. But he did not know that the people there were wicked. And after he departed, God lifted Abraham. He said, lift up your eyes and see. East, west, north, south. Including what he thought he had taken. They are all yours. And yet, the man was in trouble. And speedily. He risked his life. He went to battle too. He didn't just send his servant. He went there. Risked his life to rescue him. Abraham beyond tight understood the importance and the necessity of meeting urgent needs. But you don't. And you said, Abraham is my father. Ain't. Oh, let me give you the practical dimension of that in terms of material things. Chapter 14 was where he dispatched his forces to rescue Lord. But chapter 18, three strangers who did not give him advance notice that they were coming showed up. And he understood on the inside of him, this is the Lord. He beckoned to Sarah 
He ran up and down. Let's read it. I said, quickly kill this. Call his servant. Kill this quickly. Kill that quickly. Let us cook. Look, Jesus will eat their honeycomb before he will open his hand to bless them. And here, God was testing Abraham. If I show up unannounced, would he still honor me? If I show up unannounced, would he still be there to meet my need? If God were hungry, will he tell you he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills? Is to see whether you understand this second dimension of giving that Abraham modeled for all his descendants forever. There was a time there was urgent need. You are a living witness. Everything to her. Bam! I said, mortgage my house. Huh? Just give me 500 million quickly. You must not stop. Do you know how to meet all your needs? I'm not. I'm not saying to do what I'm doing because I know you can't and I know you won't. I'm just telling you when results start coming to Bashenu Shaka Shaka. Do you understand me? Aha. Uh-huh. There are men who go purposely to war just to advance God's kingdom. And there are those who go to war just to enjoy the booties. In any event, you don't have a house to mortgage. <laughs> and those of you who have a house, lie, lie, funkini. Fucking you. I will give it to you in the first place. What did you bring here? What are you taking out of here? Nothing. Tobacco consequences, sixth floor. Are you still here? Give me 18. I want to read it. Even if that's the last scripture I, I read, then I'll come back. I'll tell you the third one. Uh, and see the three unique ways that he gave that made him an established model of generosity towards God. And then when I come back, I will show you practicalities of obedience. Then I will take it further and show you what will become the portion of those who are not generous towards God. Genesis 18. And the Lord appeared to him by the terrible trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tender when Ilumoru Ekubuna Ilumoru in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. And said, my Lord, if I have not found favor in your sight, do not pass on by yours. May God open your eyes to see when he's passing by. May God open your eyes when somebody is crying and it's Jesus setting you up. May God not, never allow you to shut down your bowels of mercy towards the poor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Now we'll bring a muscle of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by. In as much as you have come to your servant, they said, do as you have said. 
So Abraham hurried into the tent to sail and said, Quickly make three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. Uh, what is the matter? Oh, fancy me. Show us a one bunny. Madame Shem, go. Three years palm, uh, uh, pounded yam can be very hot. When Yoruba says, three year old pounded yam is hot. It simply means three years ago you went to his house. You ate pounded yam that was hot. Three years after he has come now, the one you present to him also must be hot. Do you understand me? They showed up and said, did they, they tell you they were coming? Please, I don't have time. I've worked all, all during the week. I want to rest a little. She called him Lord. That's a spiritual protocol right there. Let's read. And Abraham ran to the herd. Took a ten. Look, the wife cannot complain because as he's commanding him to hastily prepare, he's also running. <laughs> Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf. Do you understand me? Took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. He did not eat. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? It was after they ate that they asked. It was after Jesus ate that he opened his hands. Do you understand me? What has God eaten from your hand? Acts of the Apostles chapter 11. The last three verses there. I want to round up. Acts 11. See, I shut these things down. Because I saw the abuses in the church. That they were just milking the flock. They are not interested in their growth. And they wanted to use me. (laughs) I don't raise money, I raise people. Acts 11. Give me verse 27. And in this, in these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. Then one of them named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be what? A great famine throughout. As he come, as the famine come, what did he say? There was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Prophetic word. Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to brethren dwelling in Judea. These they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and so. Did they ask them for anything? Meet urgent needs. Titus chapter 3. So that you not be unprofitable. Learn to meet urgent needs. Learn Titus chapter number 3 verse 8 and verse 14. Titus 3, 8 and 14. This is a faithful saying. And these things, I want you to affirm how constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. 
These things are good and profitable to men. Verse 14. And let our people also learn to maintain good works. To meet other needs that they may not be unfruitful. If it's urgent, it's urgent. You don't postpone it to tomorrow. Let me pray about it. Uh -uh. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Hebrews 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Who is that? Abraham. Was, do you see that it was after they ate? They said, where is your wife, Abraham? Your food has earned you what you could not get any other way. This time next year, she'll bring forth a child. Is, are you your father's son? <laughs> are you Abraham's descendant? You must know where the rain started beating you. And go there and shut it down. Say, Number one, he was the first to pay tithe in the entire Bible without any pressure. Number two, he knew how to meet urgent needs. And number three, he went beyond meeting urgent needs to obey God in matter that nobody should even give a second consideration to, he sacrificially offered Isaac to God. That's tough. That's the only son. Give me Genesis 22. I'll close here and I'll come back and show you other things that you need to see and couple them together and make up your mind to obey God and live as you should. <laughs> Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. Has he ever tested you? If he has not tested you, he would test you in the area of sacrificial giving. Because he will hurt you to the bone. Do you understand me? He will get to your bone. I'm, I'm trying not to talk. Because you think... He's uh, 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 trying to... I'm not getting anything from you. I want to get you for God. So that he can make possible the things that are difficult in your life. Uh, let me quickly read this. And I'll show you how this works. How to connect both. Now it came to pass after this thing that God tested Abraham. said to Abraham. And he said, here I am. Always at the beck and call of God. Then he said, take now. I want you to pray about this. Abraham, um, let us, you need to pray. Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. God is not getting your, uh, your disposable, the ones that you don't really need. You will know that you are given. How many children do you have? Two, male and female. If I put them in the midst of 20 million children and you have opportunity to look one by one, would you recognize them? Why? Huh? They are your kids. That's how you recognize them. It causes you pain. It causes you blood. 
Oh, Logunbe, you did not wear makeup the day you were given back to them. Say, hey, Lani, she original well. Anything that cost that does not cost you anything, you can't remember. If I ask you how much have you given to God this year, you can't remember because it was. Uh, uh, I surrender, just throw it at Him. But when it costs you something, you remember the day, the time, the hour. Your only son whom you love. I'm not asking for Ishmael. Because that will be just getting rid of your mistake. I'm looking for your miracle. Mm-hmm. And offer him there on the land of Moriah as a burnt offering, not everywhere, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Mount Zion is one of the mountains of Mount Moriah. Do you understand me? It's one of the mountains there and the peaks there. He said, I will show you one mountain. And there you offer him. You know the rest of this story, don't you? Or shall I preach it again? Isaac said, my father, my father. Well, we have been doing sacrifices before. Chile, yato. Which, oh, I can't see anything here. I can see the wood. I'm carrying it on my hand. I can see the knife in your hand. I can see the fire. <laughs> Where is the lamb? <laughs> he said, Isaac, God will provide himself a lamb. If Isaac did not carry his firewood on his head, Jesus would not carry his cross. Do you know he was crucified on Mount Calvary? Isaac became the only begotten son of Abraham. He had many sons, but he's the one who willingly yielded his will to the Father. Hebrews 11 verse 17. Hebrews eleven seventeen. These are the three unique ways that Abraham gave to God. If you are not doing this, you are not his seed. Don't deceive yourself. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And who had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. May I tell you the truth? If Abraham did not offer his only begotten son, God would not offer his. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. If the, fanta- if the fountains of the deep are not broken, the windows of heaven cannot open. How does this work? How do we couple it together? I will take you further next week by the grace of the living God. I want you to see how it works because it's working for me. I'm a living proof. Doesn't cost me anything. I don't think twice when it comes to giving to God. I will not even meditate. I just do it with reckless abandon because I know where it took me from. Portmanteau Deco, one and three. You understand? I know where it took me from, and because I know it's the source of all things, I do not hesitate for a split second to give all. To God, because when you give all to Him, then it's all are yours. Are you of your father Abraham, of your father Satan? Stand to your feet. 
We bless your holy name, our Father, our King. We magnify your holy name for what you are doing and teaching us, preparing us for where you are taking us to. (laughs) Thank you for what you have begun in our life today. We thank you for the unspeakable gift, Jesus Christ, who became poor so that we through his poverty might become rich. Today we receive all grace for all sufficiency that will abound to every good work. Thank you, Father. Lord, help us never to join those who argue and doubt and do all kinds of things when it comes to what Abraham did. Grant us grace to obey you and live as you should. In our tithes, in our meeting urgent needs, and Father, above all, in our sacrificial offering to you, because no one can compare with your unspeakable gift. Receive glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today, but it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's word. I pray that the word of God you have received will sink deeply into your hearts and bring forth tangible fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. In addition, I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye Bye for for now. now.